Good evening, everybody, and welcome. We're holding chapter 38, page 184 in the Tanya. Chapter 38, page 134. Tonight's class is titled Mitzvot, Action, and Intention is the Body and Soul. Come, come, join, join move in, move, join us. Last week, we just we shared. Last week we talked about the curtain, an animal, vegetable, or mineral, and the, the and the part of Hashem, the light that comes through, that's exposed. The more mitzvahs you do. Hundred percent, you passed. So we discussed. That was that was very well said. So the uh, <laughs> the left hand column, there's a curtain, as Mark said. And if we can make sure we have, can we get two more copies of the handout right here, please? We have, a, we have a curtain, and the curtain is stopping all energy. So all energy is equally stopped by the curtain, whether it's mineral, vegetable, animal, or man. But on top of that, the energy that comes through the curtain is contracted each according to its own um, importance, if we could say. And we said that that same methodology, or that same method, is similar to how energy comes when we do Torah and mitzvot. Except it's the exact opposite. Everything in this world naturally has a curtain, and everything connected to Torah and mitzvot naturally has no curtain. Uh, any questions until now? Let's jump in, and we're going to see inside. We're going to be discussing the right-hand column. How did we get here? Because we're, we're trying to focus on the importance of intention. In the previous chapters, we said action is the most important thing. The king just wants a palace. And if you build a palace with good, de- with good thoughts and no good deeds, there's no palace. But if you build a palace with good deeds and no good thoughts, you have a palace. So in the previous chapters, we learn the action is most important. But now we're learning action is most important. But action alone is like a body. It's like a dead body. Action with intention is like a body with a soul. Let's see that inside. Before we continue, I just want to make one observation we discussed last week. A body without a soul in it is, falls under which of the four categories? Mineral, vegetable, animal, or man? A dead body falls under mineral. In other words, a dead body has the lowest energy, and the godly soul brings the highest. Okay, so page 184, left-hand column, and just as. Let's review together. We're going to review, and then we'll jump in. And 184, left-hand column. And just as the illumination and flow of vitality in the inanimate and vegetable. So if you look at your paper, you'll see on the paper that the mineral and vegetable have a smaller energy. And that energy bears no comparison or parallel with the illumination and flow of vitality which is closed in animals and men. So you see, actually, now that I read it, I realize my picture is not, not so good because 
these four circles all look a little similar. The truth is, mineral and vegetable should be really small. Mm -hmm. And animal and man should be massive. So just like the energy within mineral and vegetable is much, much smaller than an animal and man, although in all there is one equal light in the category of concealed countenance, the same light is coming to all four of them, which is clothed in the same garment in all of them, namely the garment of Noga. That's why the curtain blocks all of the energies coming through to all four of these categories. However, even though all of them come through the curtain, the energy that comes into mineral and vegetable has no comparison relative to the energy within animal and man. So too, there is no comparison or parallel. Now we're going to look at the other column. There is no comparison or parallel between the illumination and flow of the light of the Ein Sof. So that's why you see in the corner, the sun is called the Ein Sof. Blessed is he. And what is the Ein Sof? This is his, God's innermost will, blessed be he. So you have the Ein Sof is God's innermost will. And it's illuminating without concealments of the countenance and without any garments whatsoever. There's no curtain in this scenario. Which irradiates and pervades the entire precepts. All mitzvos have this energy within them. Likewise, the energy comes in articulation and utterance of the lips without kavana. Mm -hmm which articulation is regarded as real action, as mentioned above. So we have the Ein Sof is coming into the physical mitzvahs and the speech and thought mitzvahs. Just if you could quickly share, the physical mitzvahs is comparable to which category on the other side? Minerals. Minerals. And the speech and thought mitzvahs are comparable to what on the other side? Vegetable. Now, vegetable and mineral the energy within them is so minute and has no comparison to the energy within animal and man. So that's what we're going to continue and say. The, an the energy of the Ein Sof of God's wisdom without concealment that comes into the physical mitzvot and mitzvot of speech and thought, let's continue. By comparison with the illumin... We're now on the top of page 184, right column. By co you can't even compare it with the illumination and flow of the light of the Ain Sof, blessed is he, which irradiates and pervades the kavana, the intention of the active precepts that a person intends. When do you have this intention? While engaged in performing them. And what is your intention? When we say intention, what is the intention? To cleave to him, blessed be he. We're not even talking here about deep intention. You're, you're, you're having intention of the unity of Hashem's names. We're talking about the intention of cleaving to God. So it's a simple intention. But when you have this intention, the energy is so great, so great that cannot even be compared through fulfillment His will, through fulfilling His will, inasmuch as He and His will are one and the same. So, so the energy that comes in with intention is like animal and man. You just can't compare it. So let's just talk about this for a moment. If you put on, if you light Shabbos candles, beautiful. You have brought down into this world energy that has no concealment on it. But this much. If you go ahead and you give charity, you have brought down unfiltered 
energy, but just this much. If you say Shema, and you're thinking about the words, that's not called, by the way, that's not called intention. That's what we're seeing. To think about the words, that just means that you're doing your job, right? You're doing your mathematical equation. Okay, first, you, two, two plus two is four. When you think of Shema, you think that God is in charge. That intention we're saying is here, that you really want to connect with Hashem. So if you're going ahead and you're just saying the Shema because that's what a Jew does in the morning, so then you're like that vegetable. You have a little more energy. But if you light the Shabbos candle and you think, Hashem, with this candle lighting, may I connect with you. And when men put on tefillin and they think, when I put on tefillin now, may I cleave to you, now, now the energy that's coming through that mitzvah is this big, or, or even bigger. You can't, there's no comparison whatsoever. So every moment of our life, we have a choice. We could, God forbid, do something and bring, bad, bring down bad energy, unholy energy. We could bring down good energy by doing a mitzvah, a small amount, or we could bring down a lot of good energy. Similarly, and that's what we're going to say now, in the case of kavan in prayer, when you're praying, the recital of Shema with, with its benedictions, or you're saying Shema with its blessings, and all other benedictions and all other blessings we're in. Through his intention, he attaches his thought and intellect to him, blessed be he. So, if you're going to go ahead and daven and say Shema with the intention to connect with Hashem, you're on a whole new level. This is incredible. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Off, we just get, we just, we have, we create our schedule and we just, we live it, but we do it without thinking much. And what we're learning here is that that's good, but it could be much, much, much better. Much better. You can't even compare. And if good is good, isn't better better? <laughs> Great is even greater. Great is even greater. No, this is actually, I, I was telling you this, there's a Hasidic expression, and it says, if good is good, if good is good, is besser nicht besser. It's better, not better. So let's not, let's not go for this small stuff. We could, we could do this. We could do that. We could make, we could fill this world with this incredible energy. Any questions? Well, now Tanya has a question. The question is that, What is the importance of intention? Like, I'm, I, we just established that intention is a... But what, it, clarify this, clarify this. So Tanya is now going to... And, and that's question one. Question two is... We, we have a, we have a, a quote in Hasidus. We say that when you touch a bit of someone's essence, you have their whole essence. Right? You can't love someone to the half. You know, there's actually... It's a Gemara. The Gemara in Kiddushin says... What happens if a man goes to a woman and says, I'm marrying half of you? Now, and even he puts a ring on her. So it's a serious question. Like, we don't play around with this. Is he married and now they need to either get married or divorced? They're like, these are real questions. But you can't marry half a person. If you've connected to someone's essence, if you have kishata tofes so if you have a drop of the essence, you have the whole essence. 
So what is this that we're getting in with saying, oh, if you have a little bit of Hashem, you have a lot of Hashem. If you have a little bit of Hashem, you have a, you have a lot of Hashem. What's the difference? Let's see this inside, and we'll see the question and the answer. Not that an attachment of the human thought and intellect to him, blessed be he, is intrinsically superior to the attachment through the performance of the active precepts and actual practice. In other words, don't tell me that it's greater the thought process in the mitzvah itself, as will be explained further on. No, no, no. We're not going backwards and saying that the mitzvah itself is unimportant. That we have to do the physical mitzvah. And that's number one. And on top of that, the intention is even greater because that's what Hashem said, but not because it makes sense to us. <laughs> Rather, it is also His will. Hashem has... Hashem is in charge. He could decide. Hashem's will is, blessed be He, that one should cleave to Him with one's intelligence, thought, and intention in the Act of Commandments. And with intention during the recital of the Shema prayer and other benedictions. Hashem has, a, Hashem has put down the groundwork and said, I need to do the physical mitzvahs, but I want on top of that that you'll cleave to me with your intention. And because of that, the illumination that's going to come through the intention is, of much, is, is much greater. And the illumination of this supernal will, which irradiates and pervades this kavan, is infinitely greater and more sublime than the illumination of the supernal will, which irradiates and pervades the performance of the commandments themselves in action and speech, but without kavana. You can't compare. Hashem has said, I want, the mitzvahs are number one, but the energy and the illumination I'm going to give you through the physical mitzvahs cannot at all be compared to the energy that I'm going to give you when you have this intention when you want to actively cleave to me. Page 186, left, ca- left hand column. It's a little different. This up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. It is comparable to the superiority of the light of the soul over the body, which is a vessel and garb for the soul as the body of the commandment itself is a vessel and garb for its kavana. We have the soul, we have the body. The physical mitzvah is the body. The intent behind it is the soul. A soul without a body, it's a little bit of a problem. A body without a soul is a, is a little bit of a bigger problem. We need them both together. So Hashem says we need the physical mitzvah, but let's put the soul within it. But here Tanya says, however, in both of them you have a drop of Hashem. <laughs> and you just need a drop. I don't need any more than a drop of Hashem to have the whole thing. So what's Tanya going to continue? You're right. But you want the revealed Hashem. You're right. When you do a physical mitzvah without any intention, you have a little bit of the Hashem. Just the whole Hashem. But if you want Hashem to be revealed within you, you need the intention. And although in both of them, in the commandment and in its kavana, there is the same will, which is perfectly simple, without any change or addition, God forbid, which is united with His essence and being blessed, blessed be He in perfect unity. In other words, in both of them, you're touching the essence of Hashem. Nevertheless, the difference is not the Hashem you're touching, God forbid. The difference is, the difference is, nevertheless, the illumination is not the same in respect of, contract, of contraction and extension. That's what we see here. That the amount of illumination 
that comes is different within them. Okay, so let's summarize. And now we're going to, Tani's going to take us on a different path to the end of the chapter, which will, God willing, complete, con complete today. So where are we holding? Who here could, could make a summary for us? Mark, you did an outstanding job before, so I'm going to jump to see if someone else could help us. You passed, you know, you, you passed already. <laughs> could someone try and help us a summary? Dr. Malov. Uh, well, um, it's better to try and cleave than not to. <laughs> good, good, good. No, one second. I just want to tag along, and then I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up with you. Why is it better to cleave? Why is the intention important? Well, you, you, um, well, you, you get a more intensity of Hashem's light. Um, more revelation of Hashem's light. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, more Elise. Uh, what I'm getting is that the mitzvot being so important, that's a given. But unless you have the spirit, the, the ruach, mm -hmm. with it, it, it's not. It's exponentially. It's so much more. Good. If your whole heart, soul, being is connected to the light of God. Good. Good. Yes. So something that you mentioned in previous classes that. When you, if you just pray and you read the words, you're not. It's not really praying. You've got to have intention when you pray. You've got to do it aloud. You've got to let Hashem hear your prayers. And that what I got from this is this concept of intent. You've got to be very intentional when you do any of it. It's not just by accident or you didn't do it properly. You've, you've got to by road. You've got to think about it. You've got to be conscious, you've got to be aware, <coughs> and that leads to doing this very intentionally. Good. Otherwise it's not heard. It's, uh, isn't, it in t is, isn't everyone talking today, like you're saying, about being present? Mm -hmm. Mindfulness. Uh, mindfulness. Yeah. Yeah. Mindfulness. That is a lot of what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. But we're not only talking about being present, because you could be present, you could say, I, I'm aware, I'm putting on tefillin. Mm -hmm. It's much more than that. It's, I'm aware I'm putting on tefillin with one goal. And that goal is to connect with Hashem. So, so we want to be mindful. But here we're saying the kavana, the intention, is even... Intention is not mindfulness. It's a step further. So thank you, Mark, for that. I wanted to say something, because it's important for, I think, me. Us, me. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I want to say out loud that it's also important for me to do the mitzvot because right now I'm on a path mm -hmm. and so I don't want to all of a sudden integrate information into my mind because it would be so convenient to do so to say, well, you know what, I don't necessarily have to wear a, long, wear a skirt or something as long as my kamanah is in the right place. Whereas really, I have to do that mitzvot as well. I just picked that as an example. No, I, you know, I want to say that's a crucial point. Because that's what we discussed in the previous chapters. Mitzvot are most important. In other words, a, we need the body. Once you have a body, wouldn't a body be good if there's a soul inside of it? Uh, a live body is better than a dead body. But we need the body first. So for someone to say that I love God and that's 
No, no, no. God has told us how to love Him. I need, we need the physical mitzvah. So, so thank you. Or kind of to give you... Yeah, if you look at this example, man is the greatest, but man is only there because he's on top of the other three. He has the qualities of the other three. He also is physical. He also is a mineral. He's also growing. So to just jump to the fourth category is, is not mm -hmm. possible. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. That makes sense? Okay. Yeah. So now Tanya is going to share that just like with the creation of the world, there's four categories. There's mineral, vegetable, animal, and man. Similarly, in how we could do mitzvos, there are four categories. There's not just two. There's not just the physical mitzvos and mitzvos done with intention. There's four categories. And here I, I put them down just to explain. You have the f a mineral is, is in a sense dead. There's godliness within it, but it doesn't grow. Well, that would be the physical mitzvah. You did it. It was a one-time thing. Boom. You, you, you went ahead and you ate something kosher. It's a one-time thing. Well, a step further, something closer to the vegetable, something that grows, is going to be when you're doing something and your heart and mind is in it. Let's kind of use those words. You're being mindful. You know what you're saying. You're using your brain and mind, but you're not... You're being mindful, but you don't have that intent. That's going to be the vegetable. What's, you, what's going to be the animal? Animals have love and fear. That means animals... We know they love things. We know they're scared of others. So, an, an animal is going to be when you are s serving Hashem. So, you went ahead and let's take that example before and you're giving tzedakah. You're doing something physical. And you're doing it mindfully. But actually, you're also doing it now to cleave to Hashem. But why are you still an animal? Shouldn't you be a human being? Why are you in the category of the animal? Because your love and fear is just a natural love and fear. You didn't create it. It's just like, it's something that naturally, an animal has love and fear. It's natural. The quality of a human is that he could use his brain. So if you're love and fear, if you're giving this charity, and you're doing it with love and fear, you're mindful and love and fear, but it's just a natural love and fear, now, you're in the category of an animal. Hmm. Yes, Simcha. So, if you're, so if one is about Shuvah, so to speak. That's the best. Well, about Shuvahs are higher than Tzadikim. Well, because as in the reality is as if you've lived a good portion of your life with various upbringing and preconceived notions, if you decide to make that change, it's a very conscious change, right? Versus like, in a sense, like if you've been, like my children are being brought up in a certain way, so they're not necessarily, they're being shaped and formed to some extent. I mean, obviously they have a certain amount of free will as they get older and older, but, so but le I think it's one that was, one that chooses you know what I'm saying? Yes. There's a certain level of the desire, desire is the right word. The Simcha is asking that 
seemingly if someone has actively made the decision to come closer to Judaism, that's an intellectual path they've chosen. And that would be the, the path of a human being. Let's see the wording of Tanya, and at the end of class we'll see where that holds. Right, well, because now, now I have a different thought. Let's see, let's see the wording. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Let's, we're in 186, mm -hmm. left-hand column, bottom paragraph, and it too. It too, just like the energy that created the world was split up into mineral, vegetable, animal, and man into four categories, so too the energy that comes into mitzvot, it too is differentiated into four grades. For the body of the commandments themselves constitutes two grades, namely the commandments involving real action, that's the lowest, that's the mineral. The commandments involving real action, so, and those which are performed verbally and mentally, such as a study of the Torah, reciting the Shema, praying, saying grace after meals and other benedictions. Those are the second level. They're not just a physical mitzvah. You need to be present. You need to be focused. But nonetheless, you haven't done them for the intention to cleave to Hashem. So that's going to be like the vegetable. There's growth. You're using your mind. You're using your heart. But it's like the vegetable. The Kavana, the third level, once you ta start talking about the intention of the commandments, the intention to cleave to Him, blessed be He. So now already, that's going to be like the soul to the body of the commandments. It's now the, within the higher two categories. And these two categories of the soul are likewise subdivided into two grades, corresponding to the two categories of soul which are present in the corporal bodies, namely in animals and in man respectively. Just like we have the two categories of animal and man, so too in the idea of intention and focusing on God and to cleave to Him, there's also two categories. What are, what are they? So first we're going to tell us, which is the easiest, what it means to be a human within this idea. What does it mean to be a human? In the case of a person who is intelligent enough to know God and to reflect on His greatness, blessed be He. So now you're, you really could understand as much as you can of Hashem. And you could f reflect on this. And from this reflection and to get out of His understanding a lofty fear in His brain and a love of God in the right part of His heart. So this reflection, this understanding has now brought the love and fear of God and from this, so that his soul will thirst for God, seeking to cleave to him through the fulfillment of the Torah and the commandments. Why do you want to cleave to him through Torah and commandments, which are an extension and reflection of the light of the angels of blessed is he? Onto his soul thereby to cleave to him. That's how you're going to connect to Hashem, is through the Torah and mitzvot. And with this intention to cleave to him, he studies the Torah and performs the commandments. So this person understands Hashem, he's on a very high level, he understands Hashem to the best of his ability, and this understanding he's really been able to key in on, zoom in on, and create from it feelings of love and fear. And because of this love and fear and to cleave to Hashem, he now is doing all the commandments. And likewise, with this intention, he prays and recites the blessings. So then this kavan is by way of example, like the soul of a human being who possesses intelligence and freedom of choice and speaks from knowledge. So if someone is, using, is able to really, really dig in and, and, and grasp Hashem and from that grasp create feelings, that's a human. Humans have the ability to understand and create feelings. 
I know I'm going fast. Was that was that clear? Question? I just um, is knowledge equated to Kavanaugh or to intention? Because you have wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. If you don't have knowledge and you don't basically employ that knowledge. Knowledge means to make something a feeling. That's what knowledge means. You're taking, you're taking your thought and you're making it a feeling. That's das. Kavana means a focus. So, for example, they, you don't have to have both. You could have taken your knowledge of Hashem and made it a feeling that you love Him. But now, are you using that love to actually say, now, I want to, in this commandment, I want to connect with Hashem? Naturally, they come together. But they could. So in not understanding something conceptually and not employing it on an emotional level means you don't truly have knowledge. That's what I'm hearing you say. Das is commonly translated as knowledge, and in this understand and th in this terminology, correct. Understanding something but not making it a feeling means that it's missing knowledge. A really, it's missing a certain set step of understanding. If you truly, truly are connecting with something you're going to feel it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the human being in this, in this, the greatest amount of energy possible to bring into this world is by doing a mitzvah that was done with the intention to connect with Hashem from an understanding that you had and created into a feeling. However, but that's not possible for all of us. Not all of us have the ability to really understand Hashem and create a feeling from that. But he whose intelligence is too limited to know and reflect on the greatness of the Ain, so blessed is he. We don't have, not all of us have that ability. So as to beget out of this understanding a conscious love in his heart and also in his mind and dread of God in his heart. So what happens to those that don't have that ability to use their mind to create this feeling? Yet, however, he recalls and awakens the natural love that is hidden in his heart. You're a child. Hashem is our Father. There's a hidden love within all of us. So if you reveal that, bringing it out of the hidden recesses of the heart into the conscious mind at least, well, you could be a child that uh, the love for your father is hidden. You still need to reveal that love. Unfortunately, some children may not act appropriate, may not show love to their parents. So, if you go ahead and you take that hidden love within you, and you reveal it, at least so that his will which is in his mind, and which is latent also in his heart, should approve in favor, with complete willingness and truthful sincerity that he suffer martyrdom and actual fact for the unity of God. In other words, You've taken, you're, now you understand you're a son of God. I got for, you know, this word son of God, I understand, could be a little touchy here. I, I don't mean in that sense. <laughs> I, I mean to say that we're, we're all, Hashem says, you're, Hashem says, you're my child. So we all have, Hashem says, we're all his children. We have a hidden love. And we, we have not a hidden love. We have a, a natural love to God. And when we reveal that, and the love is so strong that we're willing to give ourselves up for God in order to attach to Him 
his divine soul in her garments and unite them with his unity and oneness. What is Hashem's oneness? Namely, the supernal will that is closed in Torah study and the performance of the commandments that are explained above. And this natural love is... So now, not only do you love Hashem, but as a child, if you love someone, there's also going to be naturally a certain fear for them. There's two types of fear, but if you love someone, you don't want to get them upset. If you truly love them. If you're just selfish, right? We've said this before. You don't love fish. If you eat fish, you kill fish. It's a selfish love. And it's long story, shellfish love. <laughs> and in this natural love is contained also fear. The, the natural love also has a certain level of natural fear. Wherewith to accept his reign and not to rebel against him, God forbid. You don't want to, I love Hashem so much, I don't want him to be mad at me. I don't want to rebel against him. So if you go ahead and you reveal this natural love within you, and with this kavana, with this natural love, he turns away from evil and does good, and studies and prays, and recites the prayers, following only the plain meaning of the words. Okay, I'm a simple person. By the way, you're not so simple if you could do this, right? You're on a great level. But you reveal the natural and hidden love and fear within you. And because of this natural and hidden fear and love, you want to connect with Hashem. And you think about the word you're saying, without conscious fear and love in his heart and mind, without a fear and love that was created from your brain, so on which of the four levels will you now be? On the level of an animal. Now that's, that's not bad. We're gonna, well, that's not bad at all. We're going to learn the, an, the angels are on this level. If you could get on this level, you're in great shape. But if you could reveal the natural love within you, so it's natural. Yeah, so you're going to have an animal. If you, if you remember in the comparison, an animal has tremendous godliness within him. The ability to be an animal and human are both the higher category. So yeah, you may be only revealing a natural love, but... A, but that's still a tremendous energy. This kavan is by way of example like the soul of a living creature that has no intelligence and freedom of will. Like an animal whose mido, namely its fear of harm. An animal has its fear of harmful things. And an animal has its love of, pleasure, of pleasurable things. And they're only natural to it. And do not originate it in its understanding and knowledge. A, a cow doesn't wake up in the morning and think about how for it to live and eat food. And, this, and it focuses on that thought so much that it starts to love food. Cows don't do that. You referenced two um, types of fear. Yes. You could fear someone because you're scared of them, and you could fear someone because you love them. Like respect, fear, fear. Correct, correct. So not that you're scared they're going to punish you. You're not, they're, they're not, they won't do anything to you. But you don't want to lose res their respect. There's even higher levels of fear, but those are the two simple categories. Yiras onesh we call it, the year of punishment. And Yiras HaRomimus, the fear of just their exaltedness. That's more on top. Ah, yeah. I mean, yeah, all of these wordings at some point will really get into the nitty-gritty of it, yeah.
So by way of example, just like an animal naturally has love and fear, so by way of example are the natural love and fear which are latent to the heart of every Jew. That's like an animal since they are, in our, they are our heritage from our patriarchs. And like a natural instinct in our souls as has been mentioned above. Let's summarize this, put it all together, and I believe, God willing, we'll all leave with a well-laid-out cake tonight. We'll be able to leave with a, with a nice package and a good understanding. Just to summarize first the last point. We want the energy of Hashem to come unfiltered. For that to happen, we need to do the physical command. However, the physical command alone brings a small unfiltered energy. Going back to the point that Maury Lee said, beautiful intention alone has no unfiltered energy. There's no energy there. So first we need to have the physical command. That's going to now open us up to the unfiltered energy. I want that to get bigger. Well, if I go ahead and I do a command that involves some of my brain, so now already it's more like the vegetable, it's going to be a little more unfiltered energy. But if I want to go that the, it should be as if there's a soul in it, I need to have intention, kavana. With intention, with fear and love, there's two types. One is a natural fear and love that wants me to cleave to Hashem. That's going to be, see it says remembering the natural love, the heart. On the picture, you see the third level says remembering the natural love. There's a natural love Hashem gave us. That's going to now all of a sudden bring a lot of unfiltered energy. However, if we, if we could go even greater, that we know God. And that brings us fear and love. That's going to bring a lot of unfiltered energy into our life and into the world. That, that's cool. That's cool. That's why we're here. We, we could do this. We started off, the, the whole class, the whole chapter was saying prayer or any other blessing said without intention is like a body without a soul. Now we have full clarity what that means. A body, does a body have godliness within it? Yeah, otherwise it wouldn't be here. Does a soul have godliness within it? Yeah. However, a body without a soul is a very limited amount of energy. Now this makes perfect sense to say that a good deed without intention is like the body without the soul. The body has energy. It's extremely limited. But if you want the soul's energy, a, pr- a good deed without intention is like the body. It has the most limited amount of energy within it. Right? Remember the body is a mineral and the physical mitzvah. So, They're equal to each other. Just one, so, both the mineral and physical mitzvah are equal to each other. So, a mitzvah without intention is like the body without the soul. But if you have intention, if you have intention now, it's like a body with a soul. A body with a soul has the greatest energy. And a mitzvah with intention has now the greatest energy. So a mitzvah without intention is like a body without a soul. A mitzvah with intention is like a body with a soul. Yeah. <coughs> if you don't have intention, don't bother doing the mitzvah because it's not worth anything. 
Is a body? No, no. Is a body? Does a body have godliness within it? Yes. So is that is the godliness worth something? Absolutely. So is a myth without intention worth something? A lot less than one if you do it with intention. A lot less. But is a million worth money? If you can make a trillion, is a million still worth money? Sure. Good. That's what we're saying here. You have unfiltered energy. You have, you're touching the essence so of God. They're just different levels depending on how intentional you are. So, uh, 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 mitzvah without intention is still worth something. Re correct. Re well, let's, let's put this. A physical mitzvah is 90 times greater than any of these items, right? A, man, a human being has a tremendous amount of godliness within it. But that is filtered energy. One little good deed brings more godliness into this world than the power that it takes to be a human. Do you see that? The little, what you see as a small hole here <coughs> is bigger than anything within here because this is filtered. Mark, it's Mark, are we... No, I got it. Okay. But how do you know if you're being intentional? <laughs> how do you know? How do I know? So I put your phone on in the morning. Yeah. I pray to Hashem. I connect with Hashem. Yeah. I feel like I'm connecting with Hashem. Yeah. My intention is to connect with Hashem. Yeah. When you finish your prayer yeah. and you think back to the prayer, were you, throughout the prayer, doing it to connect with God? To cleave to him. Sure. Good. So then you have been actively focusing to connect with him. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Unbelievable. Every second. Yeah. Every millisecond. I'll, I'll every cleave, millisecond. I'll cleave some more. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. That's a. Sorry, I think I had a question here, and then I'll come to Dr. Malav. Yes. Where, where is the distinction? You're not making the distinction between, necessarily, between the animal soul and the godly soul. So are we talking more about the godly soul? Okay. Where does the animal soul fit into this whole thing? The, the animal about soul collectively. Yeah, yeah, we're talking now about the godly soul. The animal soul is trying to tell you not to do a mitzvah. The godly soul is saying, hey, let's do this together. And when you do it, you're sorry. We're talking about both souls. When you do the good deed, this energy is coming on your entire being, including the animalistic soul, absolutely. This, okay. when you do a good deed, it's coming th within you completely. Yes, Dr. Malav. Well, um, so what, my question is, what's the difference between the thought in step number two here and the thought in step number four here? Because is it, is it that in step two is somebody is thinking about the words and what they mean and step four it's, uh, um, it's much more of a deeper thought than that I, th I think it's deeper but I'm not sure of it have you ever driven somewhere without thinking about where you're going yeah <laughs> were you using your mind this morning <laughs> um 
minimally. <laughs> but that was a deeper level than just putting on the tefillin. When you go ahead and say the word of Shema, you could even be thinking about its meaning, but still not really be there. Mm-hmm. Or you could be fully there, you're thinking about every word. Mm-hmm. That would be the highest level of number two is, I'm thinking about every word, but it's still about me. Number four is saying that it's all about Hashem. I'll give you an example, Dr. Malav. You and I, we've been discussing Hebrew reading. So sometimes recently I've been really like, in the prayer, yeah, I get caught up. I'm like, hey, what's the pronunciation? I'm thinking about it. But it's about me. I'm not thinking about God. Unfortunately, don't tell that to anybody else. But sometimes I get caught up and it's nothing, it's just, I'm trying to know, do I know the grammar? Does that make sense? So, so number two is you could be thinking, but not, it's, not, it's not about Hashem. It's about me. I'm thinking about, wow, if I don't go ahead and do the mitzvot and the Shema, so I may, get, I may have a rough time here. Number four is a creation is it's only about Hashem. I, I, I'm focused so much on Hashem that I've created a fear and love for Him. So what's the difference between four and three then? Because three, they're both cleaving. Yeah, 100%. So The question is, why are you cleaving? Is it because you've revealed a natural love within you? Or did you create an even higher love. They're very similar. These were more discussed in chapter 18. We discussed everybody has a natural, hidden love. So, they're very similar. Did you create the love for Hashem? Or was it a natural love? If you created it, that's more of the human. If you revealed within yourself the natural love you have, that's more of the animal, the natural love. Any other questions? Okay, have a wonderful night. Thank you.